I want to share something from my heart. You know, the Bible says, out of the abundance of what? The heart, the mouth does what? There is something that I love so much, and that is part and parcel of my life. And uh, anywhere, anytime I can speak about it, <laughs> praise the name of the Lord, that God has taught me a lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of things. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Bible. In the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 24. We are going to read verse 3 and verses 4. The Bible says, Through skillful and godly wisdom is a house, a life, a home, a family, a marriage, a business is built. And by understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation. Hallelujah. Today I'm going to talk about marriage. I'm going to talk about marriage. Amen. Maybe a little bit of my background before I continue. Is that uh, when I see what God is doing in my life and what he has done in my life, even in this institution of marriage, I thank the Lord so much. And it's from that place that I stand to speak. I could say I didn't grow up with my parents. So, there's no one who told me marriage. That's what I'm talking about. But when I met God, remember when I met God, God began to teach me these things. And I've enjoyed my life and I've enjoyed my marriage to the glory and honor of the name of Jesus. My wife is here. She's happy. So when the Bible says that through skillful and godly wisdom, a house, a life, a home, a family, a marriage, a business is built. And by understanding it's established on a, soul, on a sound and good foundation. It is important to know that as you grow up, you cannot keep on blaming people for what you are unable to do. For what you've not achieved. You see that? Because you're growing up and you've grown up. And as we come from such a ministry where the word has been taught, hallelujah, many sermons, a man of God has labored to preach the gospel, to share the word of God with us. And in their instructions and wisdom, that can build a family, that can build a home, that can build a life, that can build a marriage, that can build a business. Somebody say amen. Now, when the Bible says that through skillful and godly wisdom, it is important to understand and to know that skills are earned. They're what? They're earned. You see, you learn, you, you involve yourself to get a skill to the point that even the most anointed or talented person need to understand the skill that are needed in that area of life 
for them to enjoy exactly what God has called them to do. And I tell people that you know whatever God created is good. That's beautiful. The scripture testifies and say after he created whatever he created he said it's good. He says what? It's good. So if God says it is good and then you are saying maybe okay who should we believe you or God is what i'm talking about in other words if you find yourself in a place where you are not seeing that good it means you need to fix yourself you need to align yourself because what god created is good and we have a crowd of witnesses people who have tested god who have tested the goodness the love the peace the everything that you can ever think of and they've tested that god is good and the things that he has given us that they are good somebody say hallelujah praise the name of the lord a man of god apostle grace always says that if you succeed accidentally <laughs> you will accidentally go down you go down why because you don't know how you succeeded you don't know how to go there you don't know how to keep there so you go down and you not know when you've gone down you understand what i'm saying that's what the problem is what am i trying to say that the way god created us he created us from a place where every person that he created on earth love good and love to succeed it is innate in us that whatever we involve exercise ourselves into we need the best thereof isn't it isn't it praise the name of the lord so everyone wants to be successful we all want to be successful we all want to be successful why because it is given otherwise it won't be something that we dream of that comes in our dreams sometimes the visions that god gives us you see that it gives you this vision and so good and beautiful that it waits your appetite to see the future and it's beautiful and it's good and then you start this journey with a place i want to make it i want that good i want to touch that i want to enjoy that i want to receive that and nobody starts on this journey with a hope to fail you see everybody engages because they know they want to achieve that thing they want to receive they want to touch you see what i'm talking about and that is okay and that is good and that is powerful hallelujah but there are things as life has taught us and as the wisdom of god and the scripture teaches us that there are different principles in life that need to be engaged for us to achieve that for us to see the success that we want to see for us to enjoy that which god has given us because it's good this is what i'm talking about and these different principles it is important that you know them and it is important that you exercise yourself in the same because there is no way you get there if you do not understand the principles okay so when the bible speaks about skill it means you have to get that skill it means you have to involve yourself it means you have to exercise yourself it means you have to go where 
you need to get what you need to get in order to be able to succeed in what you are doing let it be business let it be whatever you want to build if you don't have the skill it doesn't matter how anointed you are you see what i'm talking about hallelujah because we've seen so anointed people very anointed people very anointed people very anointed i don't they fail to make it hello like our man of god always says it's not only about the gifting no wisdom is key wisdom is important in here you see what i'm talking about so when the bible says through skillful and godly wisdom a house a life a home a family is built and by understanding it's established on a sound and good foundation i want to take note of that the bible is talking about a sound and good foundation of course people have built things they have built things but sometimes if you check the grounds at where they stand you see that they are shaky grounds you can see that by the fruit that they receive thereof why because they did not go back to the principal thing wisdom that in all they getting get what wisdom somebody say hallelujah praise the name of the lord so i tell people that is important to exercise yourself early for that which you do want to achieve in the future it's very key because there are things that you need later on but you need to know them if you don't know them now you're not ready for what you want you see that this is what i'm talking about hallelujah so sometimes we find up ourselves in places people who are married and they don't know how to communicate this is what i'm talking about and now you need to take them back into a course of what communication to learn to communicate to one another you see and in between there there's been stress and strife why because they don't communicate to one another but you've grown up in an environment you see whereby there were all opportunities for you to learn all opportunities for you to learn that one skill that may need to help you in all areas of your life praise the name of the lord because it's not only for marriage but for different spaces of life isn't it that you need to know how to relate with people interpersonal skills you see what i'm talking about praise the name of the lord that a man goes comes to you and asking for is saying you pray for them to get a job and i'm like okay what happened to the first job and i said they fired me and when you ask the person that they were working for they cannot be recommended for another job this is what i'm talking about and this person did not know that actually i needed to work upon certain things that needs to keep me there you see that even if i get a second job and i don't know this i'm not going to succeed a certain way that i'll keep on moving from one job to another or else i need to blame the government or i need to blame the economy or i need to blame a certain demon and the devil somewhere you get what i'm saying 
and you forget yourself. Oh, now that is not, yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. But you know, that we need to go back to places of teaching people how to greet. Can you imagine that? That we need station to teach people that they greet people. <laughs> that they do what? They greet people. What am I trying to say? I mean, these other things that I'm talking about, if you look at them at the end of the day, they are the very things that you need when you are there. You see? So the place where you need to exercise yourself early is very, very key and very important. Hallelujah. Let me first read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 21. The Bible says in the KJV version, the Bible says, For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. The Bible here introduces us to two kinds and types of wisdom. It introduces us to the wisdom of God and the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of God and the wisdom of what? world you see if there is the understanding that if that which you want is of God there is no way you're going to get it without you know exercising yourself in the wisdom of God you get what I'm saying there's no way you're going to enjoy it there's no way you're going to receive it there's no way you're going to succeed in it until you know the wisdom that speaks in the same Hello? So we need to live a life where we separate the two. And we need to live a life where we understand that the Bible is full. That everything that we ever need to know to do to live a successful life is written in there. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Now, for example, if you go to the Bible, there are things that the Bible speaks of. In Malachi, chapter 2, verse 15, the message version. The Bible says, God, not you, made what? God, not you, made? Aha. And what? His spirit inhabits even the smallest details of what? And what does he want from marriage? Bible says children of God. That's what. So guard the spirit of marriage within you. Bible says don't cheat on your spouse. Hello? So, of course, I understand the place where some people come from. And they say, you make your marriage what you want it to be. You see, there are some people who, when they make that statement, you understand what they mean. Okay? They are speaking of a place where we have the principles, but the methods may be different. This is what I'm talking about. But we keep the principles. 
But there's another person who is saying, you make your marriage what you want it to be. But the Bible is saying God made marriage. How do you make what is made? That's my question. How do you make what is? That's the question. You see what I'm talking about? I mean, it becomes easy and simple to know that actually what I've entered into, what has been given to me, it has a blueprint. And that makes it easy. That you just need to go back to the script. Hello? You just need to go back to the script and study and learn and understand and do accordingly. And so shall be well with you. Hello? In Ephesians chapter 2 verses 10, message version. Ephesians 2 verses 10, I'll come back to this scripture. The Bible says, No, we neither make no save ourselves. Uh-uh. We don't make or we save ourselves. We don't. God does both what? The making and he creates each of us by to do what? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. We join him in the work he? Yeah, simple. I tell people marriage is easy. Marriage is what? It's easy. He says join him in the work he does. Just join him. Join, join him. Simple as that. He says the good work. I love it. The Bible says the good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Amina, work we had better be doing. You see that? So you simply need to pattern yourself to what God has put in place and enjoy yourself. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. So going back to Malachi, the scripture says something there. The scripture speaks about how the spirit of God inhabits even the smallest details of what? Of marriage. In other words, everything in there matters. Tell neighbor, everything in marriage matters. Yeah. There are those things that you think they don't matter. They do. If you want to know whether they matter and you are married, ask your spouse. And sometimes we've been in places whereby, you know, some are saying, even that thing, yeah. It's not about, it's about the other person. God knew that they matter to them. Hello. And God is concerned because he's even interested in all the smallest details of marriage. But to understand the place that it's God who made marriage, not you, it gives you a certain liberty and the place of enjoying what God has given you. The understanding that marriage is not your idea. It's God's idea. Hello? Help your neighbor and say, marriage is not your idea. It's God's idea. What does that mean? There's some things you need to to take away your what? <laughs> huh? Should we use the word pride? Or wisdom? Yeah, that's a better word. 
you need to take away your wisdom and go back to the wisdom of God who made what? Marriage. Because it is his idea. It is God's idea. The understanding that you not marry for yourself, but you marry for God makes marriage easy. Because you are fulfilling the mind of God concerning creation and humanity. You see? You just grow up and find yourself that this is a world of men. This is what God has ordained from the beginning. Yeah. Marriage is not your idea. It is God's word. Idea. You don't marry for yourself. You marry for God. You marry to fulfill the purpose and the plans of God concerning humanity. Praise the name of the Lord. So if you understand that, it will help you to do everything according to God. And everything will, you know, will run smoothly. Why? Because there is a God who is so much interested, very much interested, that is English, he's very interested to see that your marriage succeed. Why? It is his idea. It is his vision. It is his dream. When the scripture speaks in Philippians and says that he causes us to will and to do for his good pleasure. It means that God finds pleasure in the things that we do according to his mind and will. You see? So God finds pleasure in your marriage. Or God finds pleasure in you getting married. Why? When he created man and woman in Genesis, the Bible speaks of how he created man and woman. And he blessed them. And he said, be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it, you see? It is his vision. It is his word. Vision. If you get this, it will help you for the rest of your life. And to help to always go back to the source of the beginning of this thing. For answers, for solutions. You see? To align you to what his mind, will is concerning your life. Of course, I'm talking about marriage so much. But put these things in other areas of your life. Hello? Are we together? God made marriage. You don't marry for yourself. You marry for God. You are simply beneficiary of what God is doing. So appreciate God. And that's why we marry for purpose. Not feeding. Hello? Not what? You find people say, ah, you know, I married her because I felt a feeling that I'd never felt before. So, <laughs> if you married her, <laughs> okay, you married him because you felt a feeling that you've never felt before. And you ask them, did God speak? He says, when I felt that feeling. <laughs> God was speaking. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's go to the book of First Corinthians. Chapter 7, verses 4. The message version. Look at what the Bible says. It says, marriage is not a place to do what? To stand up for your... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Marriage is not a place to stand up for your what? 
So if you are getting married to get your rights, <laughs> and if you're in marriage for your rights, if that is your mind, I know what is happening in your marriage now. I know what is happening. Because it's not the way God designed it. He didn't design marriage that way. You see, the Bible says, marriage is a decision to serve the other, whether in bed or out. It's a decision. It's a decision to serve what? The other. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So if you've not learned to serve other people, other men, marriage is not for you yet. You're not mature because service is for mature people. Hello? Hello? Yeah. So it's important to exercise ourselves in some of the things before even we get into marriage. And then we, we begin to have issues of teaching you how to serve your spouse. You see? Learn to serve other people. Learn to serve in your home. Learn to serve in your community. Learn to serve wherever you are. Learn to serve. Because service requires a certain death. Requires a certain sacrifice. You know, you don't serve because you feel like. Yeah. Because sometimes if you ask some people, of course there's that part, but with understanding, you know. But at times where you will not feel like but it's not about feeling again. Hello? Tony, but it's not about feeling. We have problems these days that you find people saying, me, I feel <laughs> I need to marry a dog. You've seen those people because they feel. You see? If there is no standard to and we saw somebody who married a dog on social media. Somebody, another one married a crocodile. Yeah. A full male of a city. A crocodile. Why? Because it feels. They feel. They feel. You get what I'm saying? They feel. Tell me, but marriage is a decision to serve Ava. So, the Bible speaks about first things what? First. There are things that we need to deal with first. Let's deal with first things first. You can't tell me you'll be able to serve that man or that woman if you've never served another man or if you've never served somebody, if you never served people, if you never died to self, if you never sacrificed yourself. You can't serve that man or woman because you don't even know the definition of service. You don't know even what service is. You see? But you are praying to God to get married. You see what I'm talking about? And then God looks at you and like, okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. So, what's like now? This one is asking me for what? For marriage. Hello? It's asking for marriage, but they don't know that there are things that you need to exercise yourself before you enter that place before you enter that realm before you you know for you to enjoy that place that you've entered into hello like the place of exercising yourself to hear god now there are people who walk to you and say papa yes i want you to to hear god 
for me concerning this matter. <laughs> okay, it's okay. But you want papa to hear God for you concerning your marriage. This is what I'm talking about. It's you going to be in your marriage. Okay? It's you going to be where? In your marriage. But you don't want to exercise yourself at a place where you hear God concerning the matter before you come to that place. And there are some who come and they tell you how they had God about their marriage. And you ask them a question. You know, have you ever had the voice of God in any area of your life? This is what I'm talking about. In other words, the first place they want to hear the voice of God concerning their destiny is when they want to get married. You see? And they say, I've heard God. And say, okay, how does God speak? You've never exercised yourself to hear God concerning your job, concerning your ministry, concerning your career, concerning your assignment. You see? You've never heard God. You don't know how He speaks. And sometimes I tell them, you know what? You don't know how God speaks. You need to first master that voice to know whether that is God or not God. Hello? To know whether that is God or not God. If that day is going to come that you need to hear God concerning anything, exercise yourself. Ali. Exercise yourself what? Ali. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But when that time comes when you have to make important decisions, you've heard God. And later on you hear things like, hmm, I think I didn't hear God. I married the wrong person. Really? Huh? Do you hear those things? But they are not in funeral. That's the good thing. I think I didn't hear God. I married the wrong person. And the young man comes and walks to you and says, God spoke to me concerning my wife. And you ask them, do you have a job? No, I don't have a job. And so let's go back to the scripture. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15. Then the Lord God took the... Ah, yes. Then the Lord God took the man and put him where? In the garden of Eden. To tend and what? And keep it. Verses 18. And the Lord God said, It's not good that a man should be what? I'll make him my helper. Compare to what? What am I trying to say? You know, first things first. First things what? First. If not had God about your job, how can you hear God about your marriage? How can God give you a wife when he has not given you a job? This is what I'm talking about. How can he give you a wife when he has not given you what? Job. So many times I tell someone, I say, you know what? That is not God. That is a familiar spirit. 
It is not what? God. What am I trying to say? Let's exercise ourselves early. Exercise yourself early. Hallelujah. And to some that are already married, there are things that you cannot just solve by wisdom, adding two, three things until God speaks a certain way. You cannot solve them. A story of Abraham and Sarah. When you look at this story and you see the issue that was before them, if Abraham did not know God, <laughs> the story would be different from the way we know it. Because the story speaks of how when Hagar had given birth to Ishmael and then Sarah later on also gave birth to Isaac, that the time came and Sarah saw that the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham, scoffing. Uh-huh. Therefore she said to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be here with my son, namely with Isaac. Now, go back to the previous verse. When you look at the previous verse, the Bible says, And Sarah saw the son of Agar, the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham's scoffing. Now, this is something that you can think is simple. Why? Because these are kids, eh? You see? They are laughing at each other and scoffing at each other because they are kids. But Sarah saw beyond just a scoffing of Ishmael. And he turns to Abraham and says, Hey, chase away Hagar and the child, Ishmael. Now, that was not easy for Abraham to solve. Do you know why? Firstly, it was Sarah who made the first mistake to give Hagar to Abraham. But the second thing, irrespective of how Ishmael came, he's still the seed of who? Now, how do you tell a man to chase away his son? You get what I'm saying? Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So Abraham had all the right to turn to Sarah and say, Sarah, the other day you were wrong. How do I know that now you are right? To say, this is the wise acre of women. Praise the name of the Lord. The wise acre of what? Of women. But the Bible tells us something so powerful. Because the Bible says the thing was so grievous. It was so, in the Amplified Version, it says it was so grievous. Okay? It was serious. Okay? It was evil in Abraham's sight on account of his son, what? Ishmael. But the Bible says in the next verse, God said to Abraham, do not let it seem grievous and evil to you because of the youth and your born woman. In all that Sarah has said to you, do what she asks. For in Isaac shall your posterity be called. How do you solve that if you don't hear God? How? How do you solve that? You see? But because Abraham was a man of the altar, that he needed to go back to God to hear God. You see? We don't see that account in the scripture that Abraham began to blame who? Sarah. That you know, Sarah, you are the cause of this problem. You are the cause of this. You are the one that... Oh, no, 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 no. He knew where to go. To go. 
and God gave him the perfect answer. Something that Sarah picked by looking at Ishmael's coughing at Isaac. Can you imagine? She picked it. You see? Praise the name of the Lord. So when we speak about exercising yourself early, it is key and important. Exercise yourself early. Skill is important. Wisdom is important. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So, marriage is not a place to do what? To stand up for your rights. But it's a decision to serve the other is for mature what? People. Somebody say, Hallelujah. When we look at Matthew chapter 19, from verses 11, the message version, Bible says, but Jesus said, not everyone is mature, what? Enough to live a married life. It requires a certain aptitude and grace. Marriage isn't for everyone. Hello? Hello? It requires a certain grace and aptitude. The word aptitude simply means the natural ability to acquire knowledge or skill. The natural ability to acquire what? Knowledge or skill. It means that you need to be in a place where you are teachable. Or you need to be a, in a place where you keep on learning. Hello? You need to be in a place where you keep on learning. Or you need to be in a place where you are teachable. Hello? You need to be in that place where you are teachable. Going back to the book of Malachi, where we are, chapter 2, verses 15. The line, let me read it again. It said, God, not you, made marriage. His spirit inhabits even the smallest details of marriage. And what does he want from marriage? Children of God, that is what. So guard the spirit of marriage within you. And the Bible says, don't cheat on your what? Now, the word cheating is an English word. It simply means that if you do not do what you are supposed to do, you are doing what? You are cheating. Of course, the primary interpretation of the scripture here, they are talking about adultery. It's talking about what? Adultery. But scripture is not one-dimensional. Hello? It's not one word? Dimensional. So if you look at a deeper interpretation of this, the scripture is simply saying that whatever God says that you need to do to your partner, to serve your partner with, if you do not do it, you are cheating on your partner. The first service I gave an example of love. As the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also does what? Love the church and gave himself for it. Uh, next line, 26 says, That he might sanctify and cleanse it with, give me the message version. 
verses 25 and 26, 25. It says, Husbands, go all out in your love for exactly, the Bible says what? As Christ did for the church. Exactly. Underline that, put that in yellow so that everybody begins to sit very well. It says what? Exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving and not getting. It simply means if you don't know the relationship that exists between Christ and the church, you can't love. Hello? So this kind of, I have a feeling that I feel that I've never felt before. <laughs> that, that's not love. You, you don't even understand love. You need to go back to Christ and understand how Christ has done what? Love the church. You see that? And if the Bible is saying that husbands love your wife, you see, don't blame them. God created them to be loved. Yeah. God created them with the need to be what? Loved. It means you need to go to the place of even learning the love languages. Yeah. Because how are you going to love her when you don't know even what love is and how you're going to love her? You see what I'm talking about? But it's not only to the women. It's also to the men. I read in Titus. You see? Titus, the Bible says something. Chapter 2, 4. It says, that they may teach, begin from verses 3. It says, the aged woman likewise, that they may be in behavior as becometh what? Holiness. Not false words. Accusers. Not given to too much wine. Teachers of good things. Next line. It says that they may teach the young women to be what? Sober. To love their and to love their children. People. My ladies. Loving the husband comes first before children. Yeah. Don't blame us. Blame God. So if you begin to say, here you are grown up. Hey. God didn't know I'm grown up. Hello? Don't, don't change the order. Don't change the order. It says husband first before children. Can I go on? Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. So, if, if somebody needs to be loved and they are complaining and saying, no, you know, as I said, again, we need to teach people to love. You, you need to learn to love. You see? If somebody is complaining that, okay, they feel you, you've not loved them enough, they are complaining because they have that need. So don't say they are pretending. Eh? They're doing what? Pretending. No, you're not the one that created them to have that need. It's God who created them that way. You see? So if it's a place of serving one another, serve them. But you need to go back to the place of understanding how to do it. Hello? Yeah. And of course, sometimes when it comes to the scriptures like 
wives submit your own husbands let's also talk about a bit that huh Ephesians chapter what two five verses twenty wives submit yourself to your own husbands as unto the Lord we also don't pretend wives we don't do what pretend it is our need to be submitted to God created us that way I love it in first Peter chapter 3 give it me in first Peter chapter 3 first Peter chapter 3 I want to start to finish this first Peter chapter 3 in the amplified version from verses uh, give me from verses 1 uh-huh verse 1 the bible says in like manner you married women be submissive to your own husbands subordinate yourself as being secondary to and dependent on them and adapt yourself to them so that even if any do not obey the word of god they may be won over not by discussion but by the godly lives of their wives next line two says when they observe the pure when they observe the pure and modest way in which you conduct yourself together with your reverence for your husband you are listen it says you are to feel for him we need to go through here the instruction okay let's begin with the instruction it says you are to feel for your husband number one. yeah all that reverence does what to do what uh-huh 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 wake up and say this man this man oh don't blame us it's not our problem when god created us that's how we created us you are in our lives for that so understand your ministry somebody say amen first corinthians chapter 13 from verses 1 is that message give me message i love message here when we go back to the place of love The Bible says if I speak with human what eloquence and angelic ecstasy but don't love I am nothing but what creaking of a rusty gate eh, that language is not uh, yeah it's hard but that is it next line if I speak God's what word with power shake a little reveal revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day hey jesus and if i have faith that says to a mountain jump i love this bible here mountains can even jump and it jumps but i don't love i am what it begins with agape it begins what agape you know Thank God for the mysteries that you split. Praise the name of the Lord. When we on the men gather and we had uh, that talk show how men of these days have learned to get some phrases from the Bible. You understand? They drop lines. Eh? They now to drop lines. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> They now to drop what? Hey. 
I remember one was about Solomon and uh, something. <laughs> that a gentleman appeared to this girl and told her, you know what? Solomon married how many? Many wives. But the reason is because he has never met you. <laughs> what a mystery. Somebody say, what a mystery. Hello. But the Bible says, if you don't understand agape, because it's the mother of all love. Hello. The Bible says you are nothing. You see, it says you are nothing. Praise the name of the Lord. Some come with mysteries and says, you know what? You are an angel. But you also, you know you are not an angel. You know, you know, you know. Let's walk in the light. <laughs> Let's walk in what? Yeah. Okay, let me finish the scripture. Verses 3. Verse 3 says something. It says, uh -huh. it says, if I give everything I own to the poor and even to go to the stick to be burned as a matter, but I don't love, I have gotten nowhere. The Bible says so. No matter what I say, what I believe and what I do, I am bankrupt of love. Okay? The next line says what? It says, love never what? Gives up. Love. Ah, let's go slow here. Let's go slowly here, here, here. You know, we, we don't want to rush things. Eh? Love never. Okay. Ponder. Sally. Love does what? More for others than. Okay. Love doesn't want what it does. Okay. Okay. We continue? Uh-huh. Next line. <laughs> what is happening? There are people who force themselves on others. Jesus. Okay. Next line. Uh-huh. It isn't always. Let's talk about that also. It isn't what? Me first. Me first. Me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep scores of sin of others. Somebody say amen. We can go on and go on and go on. But going back to where we started from, Bible says through skillful and godly wisdom, a house, a life, a home, a family is built, and by understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation. It is important to get the skills that you need before you engage in what God has made available for you. You will enjoy everything that God has given you. To the glory and honor of the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You must be intentional. 
You must be what? Intentional. No, things don't just happen the way some people want to think that they do. They don't. We are in a dispensation of grace. We understand and we know very well. But grace causes us to labor even much more, the Bible says. Hello? It is that divine enablement of God. You see? Divine enablement of God. For us to better. So you need to be intentional. You just need to be intentional. You just need to be intentional. You need to build well. Because whatever God made is good. It's beautiful. And one of the beautiful things that I know is marriage. Marriage is good and beautiful. Thank you, Lord of Glory, for the things that you are teaching us. Thank you, Lord of Glory and Honor. Lady Garabro Zoprati. Mantara Brozile Bagarada Zutele Posapa for the wisdom. In the name of Jesus, how we look unto the open finish of our faith. How we thank you that you've counted us worthy. How we thank you that you are faithful even when we are faithless. How we thank you that you are God that do not leave us nor forsake us. But you are always near and close to us and in us, O oh God of power and mighty. Oh, to build us up every day of our life. King of glory to teach us, to instruct us. Loving Father, for, so that we may enjoy everything that you give us to enjoy. How I pray for families here. I pray for marriages here. I pray for those that are not yet married. That as they prepare, they prepare well. To the glory and honor of the name of Jesus. Loving Father, we bless you and adore you. That our marriages are good. In the name of Jesus. That we know what the Bible says. And we exercise ourselves in the same every day. To the glory and honor of the name of Jesus. That we have testimonies. And we testify that it's good. We bless your name and adore you. We magnify you. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray and believe. Hallelujah. If you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, we want to give you this opportunity. We want to give you this opportunity. For God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loves you that much. If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, you're going to repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today, I give you my life. Thank you for loving me. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I am born again. Amen. Hallelujah.